Yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in and joining this wonderful podcast, the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Angel, coming to you live on this beautiful Monday. Thank you for tuning in as usual and happy Mindset Monday. Listen, for all of you who are new to this channel, please subscribe to the channel. I I appreciate you subscribing, uh, hitting that like uh, leaving a comment, so then like that, YouTube could recommend uh, this content, okay? If you're listening to the audio uh, download, thank you for taking the time to downloading the audio, on whether Spotify, Pandora, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, all those platforms, wherever you like to listen to your music, podcasts, just look up this podcast as well and leave me a review. I greatly appreciate any review that you could leave because that also helps uh the content to grow and expand throughout all the nation. Okay. So thank you guys uh, once again for tuning in. Listen, we're going to have a great show today. Um, it's going to be something a little bit different. This one's going to be more focused uh, on the the woman's side, the female side. So women, uh, ladies, uh, girls out there listening, young entrepreneurs, business uh, owners, um, authors, uh, right? Uh, girls that may have uh, some kind of dream, right? That you you want to become something, someone, right? Someone big in the world. So today we have a special guest. Okay, I met her through the Podmatch uh, website and whatnot, and reached out to me, and we talked, and we came up with an idea to do something different, right? I know this podcast is in general about all types of uh, uh, people, right? With all types of businesses and whatnot, but today I wanted to focus more. Uh, because based on her story, uh, the challenges that she faced, right, the obstacles that she overcame, and the a problem that she faced that many of us were just giving up, right? And she knows she she accepted the challenge. She accepted uh, many of the issues that she was living, and even living from one country to another because she had to leave back to her home country. She's gonna be talking about that and much more. So. She accepted that, but she never gave up. She still hasn't given up. She's a digital entrepreneur. She's a business owner. She has a podcast of her own, so she's a podcaster as well. She's worked in sales. She's a, a young entrepreneur, a young woman that has dreams. Uh, she wants to inspire others. And today, we're going to be talking about changing the gender narrative, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, Tune in, especially the woman. Tune in because you're going to like this episode. I definitely know you're going to like this episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Prit. Prit, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so well today, Angel. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited. No, listen, I don't think you're more excited than I am. I'm so honored (laughs) and so excited to be here today to have you. To have you. Ladies and gentlemen, today is Monday. We are live, okay, because it's airing today, Monday, June 25th. And in India, she's in India right now. In India right now, what time is it? Oh, it's 6.45 a.m. 6.45 a.m. So while I'm over here getting ready to go night-night, she's over there (laughs) fixing to wake up. But she's committed to her passion, her dream, right, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a digital entrepreneur, right? And she's always uh, willing to go above and beyond. And this is a perfect example. I mean, who would wake up, right, at 5, 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning, to do a podcast. I mean, there's just no, there's, I don't think there's so many people out there. Okay. So let's just get that out the way. 
But Pritt, thank you so much for being here. Uh, how's everything in your country? How's everything out there? Oh, it's going great. It's been um, raining the last couple of days, but that's always okay. a good uh, thing to have. Where I am, I'm in Bangalore, actually. Weather's pretty okay. nice all year round, so. Okay, good. And you've been in your country for now how long since you had to leave? Three years here? now. Three years. Okay, so not too long ago. So let's go ahead and no, start with that. Let's ago. let's talk with that journey because reading your your bio, you know, I've seen your bio and you know you were in the U.S. So take us yes. through that, like however you want to share that. What what was? Because I want people to be inspired by the story. Yes. I want them to understand that what something that happened in in such a way. I mean, I can only imagine how you felt. Right, mm-hmm. you were here in the U.S. You're in the U.S. territory. You have access to the American dream. Right. Yes. And then things just fall apart and whatnot. So go ahead and take us with that. Okay. So I got to rewind a little bit more than that, though, um, because I first have to tell you the story of how I even found my passion and why the entire visa situation affected me so much. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. Yeah. I grew up in Singapore and then I did my engineering in India. While I was in my second year of engineering, I realized that this was not the career path for me. I was not at all passionate about it. It was just not something that I could see the next 40 years of my life. And I live in a society, at least at that point of time, it was much, much stronger. This whole idea that you only have three professions that you can be uh, successful in, either a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer. And at that time, you know, I did fall into the societal pressure and I took up engineering and quickly realized it was not for me. So around this time, this was during my summer holidays of my second year of engineering. I was kind of lazing around the house, as I always do. And then my dad, he's a very typical Indian parent. He comes up to me and he says, you know, why don't you get yourself an internship? Get some real world experience out there. And, you know, I joked and I said, well, with the marks I have, I don't think anyone's going to give me an internship. And he, of course, laughed. My mom was not amused. So he decided (laughs) to take me to his company. Um, My dad's an entrepreneur and business owner himself. So he decided to take me to his company. And, well, he said, you know, spend some time over here. Help out the team a little bit. The website needs a little bit of fixing with respect to the grammar and you know the sentences just look at that and see how you feel about it and so i thought it was going to be a one day thing and i was not at all happy about this whole thing because well i didn't want to have anything to do with engineering i really did not want to work during my summer holidays i just didn't want to think about anything so i grumpily uh, went to the employee and then i looked at the website and within few minutes you know i found a few sentences that were not okay and then I fixed the grammar then I felt there was another sentence that I could have framed it better you know to better communicate the message then I looked at another page and I thought hmm the branding over here the colors are not matching with the overall colors of the entire website I didn't know it was branding I didn't know it was marketing it was just based on instinct and I started giving suggestions then I moved on to the social media pages And very quickly, I spent those entire two months of my summer vacations every single day at the office. And it's like eight hours a day just flew by. And I absolutely did not even know how or why I was so excited about everything that was happening there. And I didn't know if I could make a career out of it, you know, because here I was middle of my engineering. I didn't know marketing. I didn't know what it was called even. 
And so I went back the next two summers and I helped out as much as I could. I completed my engineering degree and by the end of my engineering degree, I knew, okay, no, definitely not doing this. So at that time, you know, I'm speaking with my parents, I'm trying to figure out what's my next course of action. And both my parents are entrepreneurs and business owners themselves. So from a very young age, you know, with the dining table conversations, I had listened to them grow their business. So there was a natural instinct in me to become a business owner someday. I knew that I would take up the entrepreneurship route maybe 10 or 15 years down the line. So at that point, I'm discussing with my parents. I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to start a business someday. Let me do my MBA instead. And my parents were completely on board with that. And so I applied to universities. I did not even apply to a single job in the engineering field. <laughs> this was my only plan. I had no backups at this point. And so I got into a very good university in upstate New York. It's called Rochester Institute of Technology. So I got there, MBA program, two years. In my first marketing class, August 2016, I'm there sitting in the class. The professor's up there. She's kind of asking questions to gauge the class strength and where she should start with her marketing um, right. teaching. And I'm there, Angel, and I'm answering every single question she's asking. I'm like that annoying kid in class who's always putting their hand up, yeah. which is so unfamiliar to me because during my engineering, I was completely, you know, the one who did not want to be called upon in class. I did not yeah. know what was going on and all of those things. And these were not normal questions either. It was like I recalled a marketing campaign by Coca-Cola 10 years ago. And then another campaign by Maggie three years ago. And I was telling her everything that I liked about those campaigns. And it was in that moment that I realized that my entire life had led to that entire situation where I found my passion for marketing. And that was the, also the moment that I realized, oh, it's marketing. So it turns out that all my life, I'd been inclined to absorb materials on marketing whether it was newspaper articles or online magazines, whatever it was, that was information that I really liked and I really liked to cherish those. So that's how I found my passion for marketing. So four years of confusion during my engineering with absolutely no passion, with absolutely no direction while all my peers had figured things out. Suddenly it was like, I felt like I could breathe. You know, I had mm. found my purpose in life. I had found what my next steps was gonna be. My career was starting to shape up in my mind as well. So I was very relieved. I finished the two years of my MBA, did pretty well for myself, got uh, a good job, a full-time job as a marketer at a top solar firm on Long Island, and that was in New York. So I went there, I worked there for about, I think it was eight, eight months before I have to convert my student visa into a work visa. So when you're okay. an international student, uh, you get one year of optional practical training. It's optional, as the name suggests, and you could basically work on that visa, but you have to convert it into a work visa if you want to continue staying. So there I was. I My employer applied for the work visa, and unfortunately, it did not get processed. And I was right there. You know, I was the girl who was living her American dream. I was a girl who was living pretty close to New York City. I mean, I was there almost every weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I was just <laughs> living the best life. And suddenly wow. I was faced with the reality that I had to leave a place that I had called home for three years. I was emotionally attached to New York. 
I had to leave my best friends, my friends, my colleagues, a job that I absolutely loved. There was just so much of uncertainty at that point. I was in a lot of pain. I was in a lot of anguish and wow. very frustrated with life, with, with yeah. fate as well. You know, you get of angry course. when when those things happen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> at that time, took some time for me to come around with the fact that the reality that I had envisioned for myself was no longer there. And now I had to accept the new reality. And it was around this time, I was still in uh, New York at this time when I decided, I said, well, I'm already at ground zero. I have to go out there, put my resumes on LinkedIn, apply for full-time jobs. I'm already there. Why not? I start something now instead of 10 years later. I mean, it was already in the plan, but why not just do it now? I think I owe it to myself to try something out while I'm at ground zero. And then if it doesn't work out, I'll try it for a year. doesn't work out. I can always apply for full-time jobs. That was already like always an option that was there. Right. So there I was, I'm contemplating, I, I even remember calling my mom from Long Island and I, you know, in between tears, I'm like, mom, I think I'll start my own business. And all she said was, okay, what do you need? And that was it. You know, wow. the fact that she trusted me so much, it was just yeah. blind trusting on my decisions. I think that also instilled a lot of confidence in me and, in, and I felt like, okay, I can do this. I can absolutely do this. So mm-hmm. then I put up my profile on freelance platforms. So I started out as a freelancer for a year. Within seven months, it was pretty clear that I was doing well. I could yeah. sustain this long term. And right after that, while I was in India, I set up my company in US on August 2020. I mean, some in the middle of the pandemic, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty bold move, uh, but the best decision that I have ever made in my life so far. And wow. I think that through that pain, through that anguish, through that frustration came one of the most beautiful phases of my life. And I, I, I would not have had it any other way. If I had to go through it again, I would. I absolutely would. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, because some people say I would never wish it on nobody. I would never have to go through that route because I don't know what I would do. But that's good. That's good. That's that's being positive that you you're able to relive that. If you had to relive it again, you would do it again because, like you said, you, you started at ground zero. I mean, you had nothing yeah. to lose, right? It's like what else yes. do you have to lose, right? The last thing yeah. you lose is faith and just keep going. That's awesome. So, what are you doing today? So today you're more of a digital because I see you you're very uh aggressive in, in, <laughs> yes. in, in social media you know you're not afraid and that's good I think that's very important what do you focus more on social media nowadays as an entrepreneur to to reach your audience like what's your target what's your purpose yeah so now I mean after I set up my company in August 2020 I transitioned into a marketing strategy consultant so what I do and what is my mission basically is to empower small business owners, solopreneurs, and entrepreneurs across the world uh, to confidently implement marketing strategies to grow the business that they love. And I think one of the reasons why this was my main mission when I uh, set up my company was because when I started out as a digital entrepreneur, what happened was there was not enough practical resources for me to use to start from scratch. 
all of the books that were out there were about you know hitting seven figures or eight figures and i yeah. would have these imaginary conversations with the authors of like that's awesome that you've hit seven or eight figures but how did you get to like two figures three right. figures yeah, or four first, figures yeah. you know it, yeah. it was that like i really needed ground level uh tutoring despite having an mba with a concentration in marketing there is a natural gap between what you study in your academics to what actually happens in uh, the practical day-to-day -day activities of a business it's a very natural gap and as much as you know your professors would like to cover the practical side each business factor and situation is so different it's so unique and you need to be able to navigate through that so that actually, because of that irritation and that frustration that there weren't enough resources, practical, actionable, and simple resources for me to implement, I decided yeah. to make it my mission. I was like, when I set up my company, I was like, this is it. I am yeah. definitely dedicating my purpose to helping small business owners, solopreneurs, and entrepreneurs with the initial stages of their um, entrepreneurial or even business journey as well. So on social media, I give mindset tips, I give marketing yeah. tips, I give business strategy tips. That's okay. basically what I do. I also give an insight to my life because I think that the best way to help people, other business owners especially, is by showing my life and my journey as I yeah. go through it as well. So I like yeah. being the example rather than yeah. telling people what to do. So yes, exactly. that's where I am. That's cool. So your business, is this on your website, the marketing uh, nomad.co? Yes. When someone goes there and what can they expect when they visit that website? Oh, yeah. So basically, when you visit my website, one, you will get information about my upcoming book. The others is you will get about six or seven packages, marketing consultancy packages for your business, different areas. There's website marketing. There is social media marketing. There is even okay. overall marketing strategy. So whatever you like, uh, whatever yeah. you feel your business is lacking in, or you feel right. that you're struggling with, there are packages available for you. All you have to do is with one click of a button, I'm right there to help you out. That's cool. And of course, I have my blog post as well, uh, where I give free marketing um, help to people. Who okay, great, great. So, so Prit. Speaking of uh, what we're going to talk about today, right? Just to touch yes. base a little bit, because uh, I love the topic. You helped me pick with the topic about changing that gender yes. narrative. But why do you feel it's so important? Like, especially, like, let's say, have a, let's start with this question. Why is entrepreneurship a great option for women? Oh, it's a fantastic option for women for so many reasons, Angel. One is because there is a low entry barrier. I mean, the the age that we live in, the digital age, it is actually a lot, I would say, cost effective to start as an entrepreneur. And especially for women, you know, sometimes um, with the background that we have, especially when I started out, I did not have much savings. I, ha I only worked for a year. So that was not a lot of savings. So for me to start out as an entrepreneur, it was there was not a lot of initial money investment that I could give it. I could give in and I didn't right. have to. You know, it's just about putting my profiles on freelance platforms. There are so many options available, even starting on YouTube. It's free, even starting on Instagram. And soon Instagram's going to monetize and start paying their creators. There are so many different ways for you to monetize your passion today. Okay, yeah. that's one thing. The amount okay. of flexibility that digital entrepreneurship gives women is unimaginable. 
especially i mean right now i'm i don't have other commitments like other people that i'm committed to like kids and stuff like that but if you did have that the amount of flexibility it's not like a 9 to 5 job where you know you're out the whole time and then you only have evening with your kids you get right. to choose your hours and that's absolutely fantastic especially for me because i love the flexibility i mm-hmm. i can i get to and even if you're single out there you know uh, for example me i love the flexibility it gives because it gives me time to focus on what's important to me it allows me to focus on my self care my other things that make up who i am as a person rather than okay. just all about work 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 so it's a great work life yeah. balance of course if you know how to um navigate through that work life balance um Absolutely. mindset you it that mind- it's a mindset shift there as well yeah. and I then love that. um yeah and then there is no perceived glass ceiling when it comes to digital entrepreneurship for women um i think at a corporate job it, i would say perceived glass ceiling because i always think that i mean with all of those amazing women ceos out there i know that they have mm-hmm. broken the glass ceiling multiple times so i yeah. always think that it's a perceived glass ceiling it's a, it's a little bit of a limiting belief that um inherently comes with women because of the societal thought process and uh you know in a lot of ways the people around us who shape how we think and it's on to us to eliminate that perception so yes and the last yeah. thing that i love about women entrepreneurship is um you get to define your worth That's it. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, I think we all have different talents, you know, be, yes. regardless of the gender. That's why when you say about changing the gender narrative, it's like I think that narrative is like everyone thinks that, you know, is the male entrepreneur that yes. is going to succeed more than and that's not true. That's not true. That's mm-hmm. why I think it's it's a good motivation for anyone listening out there, especially uh, the young females that feel that even in sports you know i was watching a thing on sports talking about the title 9 and i learned about that you know recently it's like that's impactful you know because you see how women in sports you know in the corporate world right they face that challenge to having to prove themselves more yes for the same position just because yeah. of the gender what's your opinion on that So my thing as a entrepreneur who is a woman is that it's basically a mindset shift. I think okay. that because of the heavy focus on being a woman, like even you know saying woman entrepreneur, the whole word entrepreneur is a gender neutral term, but we feel the need to add woman in front of it because we feel that somehow it makes it tangible for us. and i think that when it comes to facing this entrepreneurial journey it's a mindset shift it's about understanding that you need to take away the woman out of woman entrepreneur you need to completely eliminate right. that term and think of yourself as an entrepreneur and this is That's something it. that my parents have imbibed in me like right since the beginning you are a person you know yes you have your gender identity but there is nothing that you cannot do everything is possible for you you know take off that That's perception and i think like i said everything is perception we perceive that we are not worthy and i think that's one of the biggest challenges where uh, women face as entrepreneurs it's ourselves it's our thought processes our limiting beliefs that we need to unlearn and relearn a new one that helps us view ourselves as just 
entrepreneurs, you know? And I think one more thing is um, the problem that comes with focusing too much on being a woman is, have you ever noticed that if you're thinking of buying a red car, suddenly on the road everywhere, you're going to see a red car. And that's exactly how it is. That's exactly how it is with the whole concept of focusing too much on being a woman. You know, you start to relate every single problem out there to being a woman. And over time, Mm -hmm. it kind of gets you defeated as well. And being a woman is something that should really empower you. It shouldn't be something that demotivates you. So that is something that I truly believe in. So when you stop focusing too much on the woman part and you start focusing on all the factors that affect who you are, you know, like your race, um, the society that you come from, the country that you live in, the country that you Mm -hmm. are working from, all of those factors make up your entrepreneurial journey. That way, it's difficult for you to pinpoint one aspect and say, oh, this factor affected this part of my journey. When you look at your factors as a whole, it becomes easier for you to tackle the challenges, either, you know, find a way to overcome them, or if you can't overcome them, find a way to work around them. So it's all about a mindset shift. Yes, I love it. I love the mindset. So what's the biggest challenge uh, you see that women face as entrepreneurs and how do you overcome those challenges? What, what do you think? I think the biggest challenge is ourselves. <laughs> we, we are always in our way. I mean, that's uh, one. It's because I like think they say, we're the is, biggest enemy. Yeah. The biggest yes, enemy absolutely. is you. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And you need to get out of your own way, you know, whether, and this, I guess would be mainly for women, especially because, I think that we are inherently told so many things by the society. And when you start out as an entrepreneur, it's important for you to understand what are your limiting beliefs and what mm-hmm. limiting beliefs are you projecting of someone else's around you. And so many things, you know, um, defining your worth. It starts from right there, allowing people when to access you, you know, the timing, your time slots, how you feel about yourself. And I think the biggest challenge for women is believing that they are worth it. I think it's so, you know, it's so difficult for us to believe, even though we may ask for inequality. I mean, even though, you know, we ask for equality, we don't want inequality. Part of us doesn't believe that. Part of us is we're scared to ask for it, basically. We're scared to ask for what we are worth. And I think that's one of the biggest challenge. And a way to overcome it is first understand what you are worth. Your Number value. two, mm-hmm. ask for what you are worth. That is very important. If I look mm-hmm. back at every single step that I have taken in the last three years to get to where I am today, it's only because I knew what I was worth and I asked for it. I had the courage to ask for it. And when you say ask for it, I think also important just to add on that note, um, don't get discouraged on the first no that you receive because a lot of people that first know, no, I'm not interested. And they're like, okay, well, (laughs) the entrepreneurial journey angel is all about no's. I think they're (laughs) out nine out of 10 times. You're going to get no, but that's everyone. That's what people fail to realize. It is Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs in general. It's not just because you're an entrepreneur who's a woman. It is just part of this journey. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's about it. It's It's nine nine out of 10 times. It's a no. And you know, when you ask for what you want, Mm -hmm. yeah, when you ask for what you want, it's also asking yourself, 
too. You know, it's not about asking other people. It's about, you know, figuring out, okay, well, when I started out, I'll give you an example. When I started out, I was so insecure about the fact that there were people out there who were either better than me or even, you know, my male counterparts, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. And I felt that I needed to have unearthly hours uh, just so that my client would be comfortable. You know, that was how it was. And while there are some people who do that for a living and it is necessary for them, it was not necessary for me to do that. There were time slots that I could have picked that were comfortable for my clients as well as for me, you know. And even let's take the example of this podcast as well. You know, uh, when I was the one who requested for 6.30 a.m., you know, this was initially set at 5 a.m. And I said, Angel, <laughs> that time doesn't <laughs> suit time. me. Can yeah. we do this? at 6.30, you know, and I, if I did not believe that I was worthy of that, I would not have asked for that. And that was a mistake that I did during the beginnings. It's about all of those small, small things, those add up, how you talk to yourself, how, what are the things that you are asking from yourself and from others? Those are all very, very important things that add up to a whole picture of how you perceive success for yourself as an entrepreneur who is a woman. Exactly. And for women entrepreneurs that want to start a business, what um, I, I know you're probably going to say, well, find out what's your passion, right? What are you passionate about in order to start your business? And I think that's very key. But what other factors should female entrepreneurs uh, focus on to find that avenue of what type of business they want to get into if if for the say i mean i know that's probably a, a big question like depending because i know it depends on what that person passion is but maybe what's the basic steps like those little tutorials that they could do at the beginning to start okay that's a really good question so as much as i do say that you should not focus on being um you know the woman part of entrepreneurship or woman entrepreneur here's and, something and, that and, i and, do and the, I'm sorry. And the reason why I say that, because sometimes people will say, well, I know she has her MBA. I don't have that. Like, I know she got, you know what I'm saying? So someone could see that you have an MBA. So like, well, she already has a head start. And I, I don't know. And they might take that as, you know, intimidating. So go ahead. I'm Absolutely. Sorry. I love that question. So first, let me go to the first part of your question. And then I'll deal with the fact that I have an okay. MBA. Okay. So the first part of your question. So um, as much as I say, yes, you should stop focusing on the woman part, okay? I do okay. agree that there are certain challenges that we face as women that we have to probably work twice, twice as hard to overcome. And if not overcome, we have to work around it. I do acknowledge that. There are certain things in my life, but I don't focus too heavily on that. So the first thing I would say is when you are looking at yourself, okay, as an entrepreneur, understand what your limitations are. Understand the resources that you have access to, the resources that you do not have access to, whether it is support from your family, support from other people. What is it that you have? What is it that you don't have? What are the challenges that you are facing as a whole and how to overcome each of those challenges? And if you cannot overcome it, how are you going to work around it? So it's important for you to understand these steps before you get started. And okay. you will have more challenges that come along the way. You will have more restrictions, more limitations that come along the way. So you have to keep updating your list. It has to keep going on in your mind. 
at no given point should you feel defeated. That is super, super key. There is always a solution. There is always a workaround if there is, you know, if you are unable to find a solution. Okay, so that is number one. So that's how I would say starting out, figure out what your challenges, limitations, your resources that you have access to. That's also important because you want to make sure that you are maximizing every single resource that is available to you. So make sure that you're aware of that. The second thing I would say is work to your strengths. A lot of times, and even I did when I first started out, I looked at all of these amazing digital entrepreneurs out there and I wanted to emulate them. And I forgot my strengths and started doing whatever they felt was right for them. They were working to their strengths, mm. but I had my own skill set. And I think that it's very natural. I think whether you are with whichever gender you identify with, especially during the beginning stages, you are so excited. <laughs> You're really, yeah. really excited. And you just want to, yeah. you know, do whatever everyone's doing out there. So my advice exactly. is work to your strengths, play to your strengths. Your strengths are there to help you move forward and they will be the reason for your success. Not just that, understand your weaknesses as well. Regardless of what gender you identify with, you will have weaknesses. Even though you might be taking the time to work on those weaknesses, you also have yeah. to figure out solutions to work around your weaknesses as mm -hmm. well. Okay, so that's very important. Now let's come to the topic of me having an MBA. While I do agree that education and you know having a master's degree has helped me, let me mm -hmm. tell you that learning never stops. Learning is endless, okay? Yes. So even whether you have a degree or you don't have a degree, there are so many free resources out there. YouTube is a great resource. There are so many podcasts out there. Yeah. Learning, the fact that I have a degree it did not stop my learning there. I still continued to learn. There were so many multiple lessons that I had to learn through, um, you know, watching other people's videos, watching other entrepreneurs. So there are resources available to you. Okay. Don't, don't exactly. feel, you know, daunted that somebody had a step ahead. No, it doesn't. Because I think that the That's entrepreneurial right. world, it's a leveler. Okay. Because yeah. whatever you study in your degree, like I said, there is a natural gap between what you study for your tests and what actually happens in the real world. The there world, is a huge yeah. difference there. It so, is. you know, yeah. just because someone has a degree, while yes, it looks good on LinkedIn, let me tell yeah. you, they are where they are today because of the additional learning that they have done. So don't let that stop you, okay? Yeah. And even during my yeah. MBA, let me tell you, I had no marketing experience beforehand. I did not even know the word marketing even before that. I had yeah. to work four or five times more than my peers. And I happily did that. So if yeah. that's what you feel is necessary for you to feel confident, do that. That's exactly. what made me feel confident at that time to catch up with the rest of the class or even to feel like I was worthy of being in that MBA program. You know, mm -hmm. so do what makes you feel confident. If you have to work okay. twice as hard, put in that effort because honestly, everybody is. I'm not kidding, <laughs> yeah, but everybody is. So, yeah, you have to understand that. Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Definitely. One last question. So how can women ensure gender equality? I think that's very important. How can they yes, ensure absolutely. that? Absolutely. 
One is to, I mean, the most important thing is to align your actions with what you want. You may want gender equality. You may want, oh, uh, you know, a, a normal pay scale or the pay scale equal to your peers. But you have to align your actions with that as well, whether it is the way you talk to other people, the way you express yourself, the way you ask for what you want, the way you even look at entrepreneurship. So aligning your actions with what you want is the first step to ensure equality. The second okay. step is to believe you are worthy. It's fundamentally that because yeah. you may say, oh, we want gender equality and we want all of these things. But if you don't believe it yourself, then you can't ask for it from someone else. It's as That's fundamental true. as that. That's true. That's so yeah, this true, is a topic bro. I feel very strongly about. Yeah, I, I, know. I see that. <laughs> You're very passionate about it. I love yes, it. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's that's good because that that shows how you are. You believe in yourself, right? And yes. you're strong. You're very strong. You're confident. That's what you're showing right now. You're showing very confident. So I hope that whoever's listening out there, uh, any woman entrepreneur or just any entrepreneur, right? And not just a woman entrepreneur. Any entrepreneurs feel confident about yourself and whatnot. And so, uh, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Like, what is Pritz? goal that she hasn't accomplished yet but she has it like right there it's right there in the corner and she's <laughs> like right there but she's like patiently waiting to the, like what, what do you see where do you where do we where are we gonna see i know you mentioned something about a book coming around yeah. there what what else do you have in, in, in under your sleeve Oh, under my sleeve. So the book is one of many. <laughs> yeah. so I, I think I should mention that. Um, okay. The book uh, is very dear to my heart. I, I've spent about 18 months on it so far. Um, okay. But uh, five years down the line, I'm pretty sure that you're going to see me traveling across the world, uh, not just for nice. vacation, but you know, even living there for a while, understanding the culture, because um, my online pseudonym is The Marketing Nomad. They're, these are two passions that I have in my life. Out of many, yeah. many, actually, I'm a very passionate person. Yeah. Um, but there's marketing and then there is um, travel. So okay. I, the reason why I even set up my digital business was because I wanted to take two of my passions, marketing as well as um, travel, and okay. form a business around it. So that's where I'm headed. And then, of course, author, podcaster, YouTuber, all of those things yeah. still going forward. Talk to me a little about your podcast. Where, where can uh, they follow you? My followers, uh, audience can follow you and your podcast. Yeah, so my podcast, uh, the name is The Marketing Nomad Show. So I usually interview guests for various marketing business and mindset strategies. Sometimes I do hop on there sometimes. Uh, but okay. yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm a vlogger on YouTube. I just uh, yeah. usually give behind the scenes of my life. And then on okay. Instagram, I give mindset tips for a holistic approach to the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so your podcast is on YouTube as well? Yes. It's called it's a, okay. uh, The Marketing Nomad Quick Tips on YouTube. And then my vlogging channel is The Marketing Nomad. Okay, perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. Thank you, Pritz, so much Thank for your you. time. I know that uh, you have added so much value to uh, my audience. But I just want to leave you with the last word. Like what, what is your last words of maybe encouragement of everything that, you know, to recap what you spoke, the one thing that you want people to hear uh, you say from your heart to anyone that's listening right now, what's, what's the last words you have for this podcast? So we're talking about changing that gender narrative, that mindset too. 
So here's one thing that I truly believe in. And because it took me that long to find my passion and those years of confusion and feeling lost, this is something that I very firmly believe. And that is, if you are one of the lucky few people to find passion in your life, because there are a lot of people out there who don't believe um, in having a life filled with passion, or they don't allow themselves to find that passion. So if you're one of the lucky few to have found your passion, I think mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself to see where it takes you, to see yes. how it can transform your life because it will, it absolutely okay. will. So yes. yeah, that's, that's my last words. And thank that's you guys so awesome. much for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Pert. And it's very important. Yeah. I think it's give yourself the opportunity, give yes. the opportunity. And if you fail, at least you said, I, okay. tried. Yeah, I tried. I okay. try. Don't, don't go out without trying. At least you Absolutely. try. Thank you, Pritt. Thank you so much for Thank your you. time. I wish you nothing but luck and many blessings to you and your Thank career you. ahead of you. Your new book in August, I'm definitely going to keep yes. in touch with you because yes. I want to, uh, whether it's Audible or Amazon, I want to be able to uh, get a, my hands on that too. Sure. Okay. It's a paperback and hardcover. Yes. Okay. Perfect. We'll keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. And I'll yes. definitely uh, have your email. So you'll send me whatever information so I could go ahead and post it over here and get yes. some people uh, connected with you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't go nowhere. I'll be right back. Thank you. All right, folks. So there you have it. Once again, thank you for tuning in. If you like I said at the beginning, if you're new to the channel, subscribe, subscribe and follow the content that you're going to see here on the screen shortly at the end because there's more content similar to this that you will be interested in. So once again, guys, Prit has dropped some great knowledge on this. So our encouragement to all the entrepreneurs out there, whether you're male or female, just follow your dream. Keep going at it. Don't give up. Follow what you're passionate about and just keep trying. Don't, don't, go, don't get discouraged by the first no, okay? So, guys, thank you again for tuning in. You can follow her on Instagram. There's her Instagram right there at the Marketing Nomad, and also on her website at www.themarketingnomad.co. Okay. So, and also you can follow me on my Instagram under Angel Santos Podcast and Twitter under Angel Santos seventy five. And of course, if you guys know. Any natural supplements that you may be interested for, like the immune system, I invite you to go ahead and look at my website on the forlife.com slash Santos Family. Look it up. All the descriptions are going to be on the link below. You can go ahead and visit them and get uh, more information about everything that we talked about today. All right, guys. So before I leave, I do want to leave you with one of my scriptures. And it's in Psalms 119.30. And it says, I have chosen to be obedient. I have paid attention to your judgments. All right. So that's uh, that's a little psalm there. I invite you to look more into that one. And there's there's many more uh, scriptures I'd like to share, as you guys know. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. Blessings to all of you. And I will see you soon on the next episode. God bless. And we'll see you on the next show. Thank you. Mm -hmm.